Aperture Priority, show number 13, Smartphone Photography. Welcome to the Aperture Priority Podcast, an Avila Studios production where it's all about photography and fun. Now open up that aperture and let some creative light in. Welcome to Aperture Priority, show number 13, the lucky 13. The yeah. first previous version, I had a bad card. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, my name's Tony Avila, and again with me today, I have Mr. Joe Inkelberg. Greetings, everyone. So, uh, Joe, any fun new projects have you been working well, on? Well, I got a couple things I'm working on. One um, I'm excited about is that uh, our photography group is working on a project that's called I Love Visalia, our hometown. And in the month of February, we're going to display uh, our vision or our hometown through our eyes, through the seven or eight individual photographers that make up the group that are that are participating. And that's going to be an exhibit that's going to be interesting to see. You know, I, I made the comment that, you know, we live in a beautiful state. We're surrounded by incredible natural beauty with Sequoia National Park right up the hill from us and Kings Canyon and all the sequoias, uh, Yosemite, and then you just jump over the, the mountains and you're into the, the east side where you have uh, Mono Lake and Bodie and Alabama Hills. And it, it, it's world famous. And, yes. and here it is in our backyard that we sometimes get jaded as to our little hometown here. Mm-hmm. And we drive up and down the street. So a friend of mine was in town. He's moving here and his family was here. And I had the pleasure of driving him around our hometown. And they were glued to the windows going ooh and awe about our little town. And I'm thinking, wow. I mean, I, I have, I'm seeing the town through their eyes again. Mm-hmm. And I go, ah, you know, this is a cool place. And we, we should really celebrate right. that. So that's a project that we're working on. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging because I think so many times they're like, okay, Fox Theater, yeah, okay, Fox Theater, and um, into the trail um, statue, and, okay, yeah, and maybe the the post office, post and office courthouse, and court, yes. Then the list gets a little harder, yes. So you you kind of have to really challenge yourself and 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 think outside the box. Exactly. So that's that's the fun part about it is that yeah, we have the standard stuff. Every hometown has a a couple of landmarks, right? Right. But what about the, you know, how can you display the quality of life that you have in your hometown? So maybe maybe that's something our listeners would like to do is re revisit and and look at their hometown through new eyes and put together as if they were visiting there as a tourist. Yeah. What they like about their hometown. Yes. Yes. I I think was it Scott Kelby who used to do these uh, events like uh, once a year, you would get all these photo, photo groups and they would go walking around their towns. Yes. Uh, I think that's still happening. Yeah. I, I did it once here with the group in Visalia and it was challenging. We were on East main extension and it was mm-hmm. like, well, what's out here? Oh, well you challenge yourself. Exactly. So yeah, that sounds like fun. Me. I finally uh, downloaded capture one. I did download the capture one express for fuji and that was on my bucket list this year i i had this 
love-hate relationship with Photoshop, and I'm just finding a different way to do my raw images because of my Fuji X-Trans sensor on my X-T1. It's a little bit different from your bare uh, pattern. Right. So it takes a different type of uh, uh, editing, uh, not editing, but raw conversion because of that X-Trans. And I don't think Adobe's, it's, it, it's better but what I've heard, Capture One does a good job and another program called Iridian Developer. But I wanted to dive into Capture One because I have a couple of friends that uh, use it and they tell me, no, Tony, this is what you need to use. So I I kind of intrigued. You, you say something to me, it's like, what makes that good? Mm-hmm. So I've been so far pleasantly uh, uh, surprised by it. I like the quality, but... Because it's the Express, it's not the full version. I still need to go then into Photoshop and do my other edits, which kind of leads to today's well, I was just question. At, yeah, I was looking at the mailbag, and, and one of the questions that keeps popping up is, um, frankly, is the subscription for Adobe products worth the price? Now, in the photographic world, I think it's like nine ninety nine right. a month for Lightroom, Photoshop, and Bridge. And then they have some other free freebies in there, but those are the the core group for nine ninety nine. But for a graphic artist such as yourself, you need to add to that, right? Uh, InDesign and Illustrator. So what does that cost? You? That jumps up to like fifty three dollars a month. That's a little bit more coin than ten bucks, right? Right. And and the frustrating thing for me is since basically Adobe started off as graphic design suite of, of tools. It's kind of like, did you guys forget about us? Uh, it's like, cut us a deal. I, I, I do not, if they would price it, I, I do not need Premiere and uh, uh, the audio one. I think it's called, uh, I forget what it's called. And all these other ones, I, uh, After Effects. After Effects is great, but I'm not doing video. Right. Just give me one more price for, or maybe let me do an a la carte. Let me, I need these three for Wouldn't this that be price. Great? That'd be great. But you know. It is what it is on, on, but on the flip side, I did like what they did for the iPad when they make this new Photoshop. Uh, and when I saw the demo of it, of the, uh, the girl, the lady was working with a three gigabyte file. That, that is impressive. And everything was smooth, no lag. And I was thinking, this is the future that I envisioned that I want to be working on because my background was art and then when i went to graphic design designing on the computer and drawing on the computer you went from a, a pen pencil mm-hmm. paintbrush to a mouse right and that was the uh, culture shock you know everybody in my class would gripe but now you have something that's more natural your pencil working on this thing you're holding in your hand and and, and they keep they made the iPad Pro lighter again and small and thinner, which keeps blowing my mind. But now it's more comfortable to hold, and I think it's more natural. And now that I I'm kind of in a conundrum, do I go for the iPad Pro? Because now the new is it the uh, CS twenty nineteen? Yeah, CC CC twenty nineteen right. right. I can't run on my old Mac Pro. Ah, uh, yeah, the operating system, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's like uh, new Mac. Do I go iPad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like uh, but 
what I can't say, it's still the industry standard. It, it is the Microsoft Office of Photo yes. Editing. It's ubiquitous. There's a tremendous uh, intellectual database out there. I mean, if you want to know how to do something on Photoshop, yes, you go to YouTube, YouTube. and 55 YouTubes later, you, you, you are now an expert on that particular procedure. Uh, but the, I guess the question boils down to, and it always comes back to what, what is the end purpose of your photography for me? If you're going to, uh, just not sell your work or, or enhance it significantly or want control, if you're completely satisfied with automated, uh, enhancements, photo editing. Now, Photoshop is not worth your time or trouble because there, there's some serious learning curve to, to uh, managing your files, uh, storing them, and then editing them in Photoshop and that, that whole workflow. There's some yes. serious learning oh, involved yes. there. This is, you, you are either a very, very serious hobbyist or a professional so for, and no question Photoshop should be in your repertoire. Oh, yeah. If you're not doing those things, I, uh, I think there's some other products out there that might serve you better. Right. And I, I think of what our friend Larry Lewis can do when he stitches these photographs mm-hmm. and he's so good at that. And in Photoshop is it's how oh. it lines things right. up. It's some of his work. It's just mind blowing. And you look at it, this is beautiful and seamless. Panoramics are, are very easy to do now. Uh, yeah, exactly. But he, he's a professional photographer. He sells his work. He, he goes on uh, out on these field trips and, and comes back and produces some amazing work. Absolutely. Yes. So there, you know, if you're not, but again, if you're not going to be selling your work or that serious about it, is it do, worth do, yeah. do elements, go to, go to, yeah. Go to the store, Walmart, or, or wherever, Costco, Sam's, or and buy Photoshop elements. Or maybe uh, on one has a great raw editor. Right. It's not a subscription; you pay a price right. and you own it. You own it, yeah, that's true. I do like on one. On one, I I think I I've kind of moved away from it. It's because again, it's the Fuji files because mm-hmm. of that X trans right. uh, filter. Well, you're a special case, my friend. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, that is true. You're Just like, for like one, one camera. 1% of the world has that. Everyone else is a bear and you know, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's true. <laughs> it's like the, you, you had to make that sensor, didn't you? Didn't yeah, you? you had to. I mean, yeah. come on, Fuji, <laughs> help me out here. But uh, leading in today's uh, uh, show subject, a uh, smartphone photography, uh, I'm seeing more and more uh, people just using smartphone, even people who challenge themselves and use the smartphone. And I've seen some great stuff, street stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was talking to you earlier. There's a company that I've used called Whitewall. Yeah. To make images. Uh, uh, That's the one in Germany. That's one in Germany. And the first time my friend Johnny had gotten this beautiful acrylic print and I go, where'd you get that? I, I'd never seen anything around here and told me about it. So I went to their site and it's really neat. They, they got videos on how they work and mm-hmm. that German perfection and, and, you know, everything they do, it's just like, <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. 
But when I was going through and checking prices, you know, it, it has all, you know, the sizes. Some of the sizes were really intriguing. He's like, what kind of format's that? And I couldn't grasp it at first, you know, you, you know, other than you, know, you have your four by six, five by sure. seven, blah, blah, blah. But these other sizes, then, then I knew what they were talking about. It's sizes that come natively off of the sensor on your smartphone. Oh, I see. Of course. And I did see, I can't remember if it was my friend John, but somebody sent a uh, image from their smartphone. Uh-huh. And I can't remember what size it, it was that it came out. But all I remembered, I was stunned. The image, it was like, if you, if you put a DSLR next to it at that size, and again, this is, I'm not talking small. I was floored. I couldn't tell that this was shot from a smartphone. Right. I figured, okay, somebody went out with their Nikon to the coast and took this scenic. No, it's from a smartphone. Right. So the question is, uh, are smartphones causing the death of the DSLR? Or in a previous show, we talked about mirrorless perhaps being the the stake in the heart of DSLR. So what, what is it about DSLRs that everyone's taking these shots? At? I mean, come on. What did it, what did it ever do to you to cause this kind of angst and, and venom? But, um, cell phones, uh, again, going back to the preposition, what do you want to do with your photography? If, uh, if, if you're going to produce an image and, and, and then it's only, ever going to be consumed on another phone or a, a tablet or a monitor electronic device of some kind. Hey, I can't, it'd be tough for me to argue uh, for a DSLR in your world, mm-hmm. even the entry levels, five, 600 bucks. Now, having said that, I also realized that if you were to go out and buy uh, Google's new pixel three or the iPhone 10, that you're going to plump down a thousand dollars, right? Right. Well, if you're going to put together a thousand dollars and that's your camera, you're spending some serious coin on a camera. So I begin to wonder now uh, if, if the cell phone or the smartphone is, uh, is where you should stop because if you're that serious about your photography, so the cell phones, uh, again, so the, the, the question is, if you take the high-end smartphone cameras like like the Pixel 3 or the iPhone 10, they've done some amazing work with the optics. I think of the iPhone has two two lenses. It has a wide and a and mm-hmm. a telephoto, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a, a, a an interesting way of creating a merge between the two where you can create some kind of a a bouquet mm-hmm. or is it bokeh? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are, well, is it tomato or tomato? tomato yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's the it's the same argument. Yes. So you can create this quasi-looking bouquet. Again, it's not going to be up to a, what a DSLR with a with a nice uh, shallow depth of field looks like, but it, it's okay. Um. So the 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 cell phones have some serious drawbacks. They're they absolutely are lousy in low light. The best of them cannot approximate what a even a crop sensor DSLR mm-hmm. can do. And that's the point, is that if you're serious about your photography, 
at some point you're going to feel the need to uh, expand your horizons and and get a, a camera that has a larger sensor because the sensors in these modern cameras or uh, cell phones is about the size of the end of a pencil eraser mm-hmm. on the old number twos that you take to school. That's about how big they are. They're pretty small. You know, that's less than the size of your pinky uh, fingernail. Conversely, a a modern or a, a, a Nikon D850 has a, a full-frame sensor that's 36 by 24 millimeter. Same thing with uh, the full frames from Canon and Sony. And that thing is is bigger than a large postage stamp. I mean, it, it's compared to that pencil eraser, it is significantly larger. So that's why DSLRs can perform so much better in low light. Uh, and if you, you know, and low light is inside the interior of a home. Mm-hmm. You know, they're better at the noise. They're better at the color. Uh, bleeding in in the noise, the chromatic aberration of the lens, all that stuff is is really noticeable in uh, smartphone photography just because of the physics of the sensor and the lens. Now, what's really interesting, and, and you brought this up, is that the manufacturers, Google, Apple, and Samsung, knowing the limitations of the hardware, have made improvements in the processing behind that right and are able to compensate for a lot of you know, in noise reduction or in color correction they're doing a better and better job mm-hmm. so even though the hardware is not capable of taking that picture in the, in the low light the software can help improve that dramatically uh so that that's that's a couple things you know also and I and I've done these tests. In fact, I just got back from a trip to to Bodie and the the historic mining uh, ghost town, and also uh, in the Yosemite Valley there. And I I brought my my smartphone with me and my camera. I was shooting a, an eight ten this time, uh, Nikon D eight ten, and I set and I purposely shot the same scene with both my my and it's a mid range. It's not top of the line cell phone. And my my ten, and I know that's not a fair comparison, but let me tell you, it's not a fair comparison at all <laughs> because the, the picture quality was dramatically different. If I were to take that print from the phone and blow it up to anything bigger than an eight by ten, or a, you know, I might get a sixteen by twenty out of it. But if I really wanted to make anything bigger, I would really mm-hmm. notice the drop in quality. Right, and and. There's something that's going on, and again, it's the software. Like when you send in these images to uh, White Wall, right? They're doing something in their print rip or the software algorithms that it's getting that image that was captured from your smartphone, and it's making a very good image. Uh, the one thing you're right about the, the sensors is just the size. If if uh, the Sony A seven S two, I think I think they haven't come out with the three. While it's known to to do good in low light, it's twenty four megapixel, mm-hmm. and I think the Nikon, it's almost same uh, sensor as the Nikon D seven fifty. Right, right. At twenty four megapixels, I think the mirrors are bigger. Mm-hmm. So you don't, which 
is better at capturing the light. Mm-hmm. And I have seen uh, shots. Some of my friends, when we go out and do astral work, they just I look at it. There's no noise. Right. So on your smartphone, you're going to have to rely more on the software. Right. Will there be a day that they probably get it right all well, the way it's going to? Yeah. Well, yeah. see, and and that's actually transferable to DSLRs because mm-hmm. if you can improve an image from a sensor the size of your your pinky nail, mm-hmm. uh, what could you do with the with the image from a large sensor right. that's that dwarfs that 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 the cell phone is dwarfed by? There's so the the Software are making great strides in that. And so <clears throat> some of the advantages that the DSLRs have over them are, you know, the telephoto, uh, the, the lens. Right. You know, you, most smartphones, all smartphones for that matter, have a pretty wide angle of right. view, right? F, F, it's uh, 22 millimeter. 22 or four, I mean, that's, that's pretty much standard. So that's what is that designed for? For selfies. Right. Right. Out and about, family functions. Right. It's casual photography. It, it It isn't, you know, it can be serious. Don't get me wrong. And you can take some pretty, as you pointed out, some pretty, pretty amazing uh, photographs with a, with a smartphone. Landscapes, anything that you would use a, a 14 millimeter lens on your DSLR would be a great candidate for uh, cell phones. But for me, uh, and, and, and the, Getting back to that for a moment, they also produce raw files now. Right. You can you can import those into your uh, aforementioned Photoshop and Lightroom and on-one on raw editing, and you can edit them and all this other thing. But if you have a $1,400 lens hanging on the front of your DSLR, it's got to produce a better image. Yes. So they better. They better, right. <laughs> Well, and there's a downside to this whole thing about uh, cell phones. I mean, how many, how many, we just had a recent tragedy in Yosemite Mm -hmm. a a month ago or so where a young couple fell to their death from Taft Point, which is a famous, uh, a point up by Glacier, the Glacier Point overview. It's iconic. You'd recognize it in a heartbeat if you saw it. A lot of marriage proposals are are done there. For example, this uh, couple from India were taking selfies, and they're bloggers. And ironically, they had just blogged a few months ago about the dangers of of selfies on cliffs. So how many deaths do you think have occurred when someone's holding a cell phone in their hands? Oh, it's it's becoming uh, uh, a hazard of walking people walking into uh, uh, traffic. Right. Uh, there was I can't remember if it was ABC News. There was something there. It was one of these tragedies. I don't know if it was there was the ones in Yosemite. Then there was one in another state. I can't remember if it was Idaho or Iowa. It's, it's some national park there where a lady same thing fell fell to her death. Well, there was a, in the spring of this year, there was another death in Yosemite by a teenager from Israel that was on the edge of, I think it was Nevada Falls, and they, he was trying to get a selfie, and he slipped and fell to his death. My point, I guess, I'm making is that uh, uh, cell phones, uh, 
and selfies can be hazardous to your oh, health, yes. uh, which is a little humorous a jab at, because I'm not, I'm not aware of many people that have lost their lives trying to take a picture with a DSLR. Right. I think the only way, the only image I could think of, there's Nikon made this famous super wide angle lens once. I mean, not a fisheye? It was, it could have been, it was like the, a four millimeter. Is that the four millimeter it was, one? The element was like probably. Oh yeah. Eight. It's like you had, you would get your feet in it. So you would need an image like that to get all of you on a DSLR. You figure, okay, you don't even have to autofocus. I'm going to get myself, <laughs> I'm going to get myself in focus. Where selfies, everywhere I go, people are, you know, that's what they do. You go to a bar and people are out having fun. They're all taking selfies. Hopefully that is your wife you're with, you know. Exactly. But Oh, that's a, yeah. I got some stories about that. I mean, I was, I was uh, working downtown of an, in an unnamed city at an unnamed time and I was taking some promotional photography for a client and there was a restaurant and there was a very busy restaurant and I had a, uh, one of the ladies from, got up and said, uh, you know, uh, make sure you don't get my friend and I in this picture because uh, we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> I said, okay, no problem. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, we digress. Yeah. But uh, you know, cell phones are ubiquitous in terms of uh, availability. And the old adage is true. What's the best camera? The it's one the you have, have on you. Have yeah. you on you. And I've taken a lot of photos that have been uh, good photos with, with smartphones. Yeah. I have some photos that, uh, when my parents were still alive, uh, it was one of the last times they were together and I did, I forgot to bring my camera and I had my iPhone with me. So I used my iPhone and that's a perfect, that's, that's yeah. the thing. So it is the best camera I have with you. The one interesting thing now that I, the iPhone and the Google phones, uh, the Androids, because I think that's basically, I don't think Microsoft is going to make a big hit with their, I don't even know if they still produce it. No, I don't think so. But it's these apps now that what you can do with raw images. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that more and more uh, where people are just doing uh, videos and, and shots. And again, it, it depends what media you're, you're going to be using it for. If you're going to be just posting it on Instagram and Facebook and, and or, or some of these, uh, even if you're a blogger and you use Tumblr, or something like that for the screen that's that's perfect it, it, it doesn't get can, any better and if you get a decent print i mean that's you have everything with you uh i'm cracking up sometimes anymore i i was doing a shoot up in fresno last saturday with my friend cindy and her friend christine and as i'm setting up my lights you know i'm testing this you know they're over there taking selfies as they're taking a selfie they come up to me and they ran this filter that smoothed out their skin. Mm -hmm. And they say, is this too much? And I go, yeah, it's a little too much. And they go back and redo it. Oh, that looks better. And oh, cool. It's like, can you do that with us? And, you know, we're talking, blah, ha, ha. Click of a button. It's posted already up on Instagram, you know. It, it, we live in an Instagram era. It's it's that instant gratification. So for most people, it's if even you're a street photographer, if you have your uh, smartphone out with you, if you're doing an event, you may be posting it right away immediately. 
and for web and uh, phone consumption. And that's a perfect tool for that. Right. Where if you have your DSLR, unless you have some device that you're going to send it wirelessly and then maybe shoot a JPEG of it and get it uploaded right away, you know, you, you have more bulk with you. Right. And you're more visible. And for street photography, yeah, yeah you, you want to be, you want to be as less invisible as possible. Right. Yeah. Another hazardous, uh, I was thinking too, you know, you're right. If you're out, let's say you're out in the Serengeti and you, there's this lion out there and you want to get the sunset with the, the last rays of light falling on them. Well, usually you need like a 400 2.8 <laughs> or a 4,000 in my yeah. case. <laughs> it, you, you could do it with an iPhone, but you're going to be very close. Well, and, <laughs> and, and, and he may need a snack for the evening. So right. that, and, and, but that also goes to what was it? Uh, it was in Yellowstone. Oh yes. The guy that was playing with the, with the bison. Mm. And then you get people around taking pictures, the pictures of right. it. So I look at sometimes having too much of a convenience can be a little bit hazardous. Li- well, it's the wide angle nature, right? Because, well, I, Many photographers, many photographers have said, I don't own a telephoto lens. I use my legs. I walk closer. Well, that's great. Unless there's a cliff in front of you or yes. a lion in or front a lion, of you. Yes. I get that. But, um, so if you're doing nature, uh, wildlife, nighttime photography, uh, or low light photography, or if you want a nice bouquet, uh, probably not the best tool for that. But on the other hand, if you're taking pictures of landscapes or cityscapes or just life, life photography, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's also not as uh, difficult to, to learn. And all these apps that come with with the cell phones now are, are wonderful. You can add filters and you know, just look at Facebook now or, or Instagram yeah. now. And, and there's all kinds of filters. There's an entire industry about the selfie, right? Right. right. Yeah. Selfie sticks, which to photographers that are serious about their work, that, the, that they, uh, they've invested all this time and money and in equipment and training. And they, they, they go to a place and the tour bus shows up at, at a famous place like uh, Tunnel View at, at Yosemite. And you're all set up and they, they see you with a camera and they say, hey, could you take our photograph? Or, I mean, you spend all day, you should be charging $5 yes. a couple and you make more money doing that, taking pictures with their cell phone than you do. Exactly. Uh, uh, in the, uh, but that's kind of, that's where it's going. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's a that's something I'd like to talk about in the future is, uh, is photography because of the cell phone is so widespread now that there are areas that are banning cameras uh, or tripods or mm-hmm. restricting or prohibiting right. photography in some form or fashion. And that's a growing trend. Yeah. I think in some cities, if you show up and you plop down a tripod, if you don't have a, uh, the permit permit i yeah you're you're going to get harassed or probably fined uh and and it could be because of the post 911 world we're in uh it's just i've even heard it in parks there's a guy on youtube i was watching uh 
he had an interesting video and I was looking for a new softbox and he rated him. He did a good job and him and his wife, his wife's really pretty and he, they'll go out to the Southern deserts uh, by, I wish I could remember his name, San Diego area. And he's testing, you know, these soft boxes mm-hmm. and his reason why he liked some, how fast they collapse. Because even out there, if a ranger comes by, it's like, uh, do you have a permit? Right. You know? And it's like, well, no, do I need one? And they're like, well, yeah. And even though the, the reasoning is you're using a national park to make money. Well, you know, I, we, you, you could get into the conversation while my pack, my tax dollar goes pay for it anyhow. But either way, they're cracking down. If you show up with a, uh, a tripod or you're going to say you're going to photograph, which that happened to me, not in Sequoia. But up above uh, Shaver Lake, that park, you get into, uh, it's not quite in Yosemite, it's the Sierra. The And I was going into the park and the guy, what are you guys going to do? And I was with my friend, um, it's one of the images I just ended up uh, putting it up in the show up in Fresno. And she said, oh, we're going to take pictures. And, and as soon as she said that, he was like, okay, it's this much. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if, if he just said it's going to be this much or as, as soon as we said photography, he changed his tone. Really? And I was like, hmm. Well, the uh, and you can, and partially anyway, blame the, the cell phone for that because they are everywhere. You, you're right. Everywhere. And at times they can be uh, distracting or annoying. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're, let's say you're at a park. You're up the day just for a simple thing. There's a bears, mama bear and her little babies. Everybody wants to take that picture. Well, you're going to antagonize right. that creature that may be docile. But if you get too much close to that baby bear, you know, th- then you have problems with people being attacked by the wild animals. Then they go, the bear went crazy. Well, no, the bear didn't go crazy. You were crazy enough to go up with your wide angle cell phone lens and try to and stick take, it in and, its face <laughs> and probably even take a selfie while you're doing it at the same time. Okay. So that was the image that happened in Yellowstone is a guy was trying to take a selfie with a bison and the bison didn't take kindly to it. Obviously, you know, maybe the bison was trying to enforce the permit law or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but he did it, it. He injured the photographer. Yeah. And, and, I was in Yellowstone and it's getting worse, but I was there, what, five years ago now? The last time I was there, I took, I started taking pictures of people trying to take pictures of wildlife with their cell phones because they would get closer and closer and closer. And I just knew that that elk or that bison was going to lower their head and butt them into tomorrow. It never happened, thankfully, but yeah, I mean, it does happen. It does happen. But, that so that's the limitation of, of that cell phone is that you can't you got to get close to your subject it's going to be interesting in the future as google and apple and it's good competition's good where are they going to keep pushing this to because they've so far exceeded the point and shoot digital cameras yeah point and shoots now the, that there is a stake in the heart of point and shoots yeah uh, and it's sometimes when i uh, i can't remember who it was i was just they pulled one, I think it was my friend Leo. I just looked at him, but he still had a flip phone. And I go, 
I go, you know, Leo, I'm going to break your phone one of these days. And don't take it as being mean. Uh, you, <laughs> you need to get into the modern age because you don't need that and that. Right. Because I, I took out at the time I had the five. I said, this will outdo both of those right, right now. And he goes, oh, no, that's too complicated for me. And I'm like, save your, t- you're, you're taking two different things Devices, now. Right. That device, that old digital camera now, this is pretty much almost succeeded. So it, it's going to be interesting with apps because you're right. What you can do with raw, how that's going to keep pushing that industry. Right. Because that industry basically killed the, the uh, point, point, point and shoot. Right. And, and the, the software uh, manipulation behind the scenes is where uh, cell phones are making their biggest strides. I saw a demonstration uh, a year ago of a camera that could take uh, an image and have multiple focus points stacked within the image. And you take it and unpack it with the software and you could set your focus points. You could have everything in focus. Or in other words, you had complete control of the depth of field and the focus throughout the depth of the image with, with a single frame, and regardless of your settings. And that's where we're going. And, you know, how many times have you shot that photograph and it's been slightly out of focus and, you know, you try yes. to sharpen it and you give up and say, you know, I can't do it. Well, there is software. Artificial intelligence is coming that will sharpen that image or, or, or salvage that image. That same technology is going to, to propel smartphones and cell phones, uh, cameras for a long time. Yes. I, I, and I could see that come, uh, I can't remember what company they, they may not be around anymore. They made this little box camera. Was it Lumen? Uh, and it would take these, it was almost like a series of images. So you could go back and post and determine your uh, focus point. Oh, I remember those. Yes. It it came out, it kind of had a little splash. It didn't go anywhere, but I think somebody bought out, uh, bought them out. But they were kind of a little ahead of its time where, okay, here's this image here. And they had like a scene. Oh, here's this person. We'll focus on them. Then your background was out of focus. Right. Oh, but what if you wanted your background in focus? And so it was kind of interesting. So the only thing I could think it's doing at, when you click the shutter, it's just taking a series of images, uh, the, different focus points. The precursor to focus stacking mm-hmm. of today. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and so in post, you had this image, and it was almost like looking at a video. You would just go back in and right. And that, and they're doing that with software. I mean, in the in the beta beta testing now. You, well, I'm sure we'll be seeing that in the in the near future. So, again. Carry carry both. Carry your DSLR. Yes. Carry your cell phone and use them, and shrug off the snide comments you know, that, uh, about using a, a cell phone for your photography. It they're great. Yeah. If you understand their limitations. Exactly. It's like it's like anything in life. You got to understand the limitations of this. Right. This. Right. It's just like if you're buying a, a high end camera or no. You yeah you could buy a high end camera. You buy a variable zoom. 
then you wonder, well, how come I don't have the nice, pretty bouquet like this person? Well, oh, now we're talking about 2.8, right. 1.8. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, you have to know the limitations of that oh, right. durable Zoom. And you have to know what you want in exactly. the end. Well, what is the end right. product? What, what are you trying to produce? And then go find the tool that helps you accom- best helps you accomplish that. Yeah. See, in, in, in my next rig, my future rig that I want, I want the GFXR Fuji with the XT2 or 3 back. And a new computer and, and a bigger a hard drive. And, <laughs> and the iPhone 10X as my number three number go-to three. camera. Right. And I'll be happy. I, I could cover everything. I'll just be very poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least until 2021. Yeah. <laughs> now there'll be something else. It'll be there. like, well, now I want that. Oh, it's right. got 200 megapixel medium format camera. Yeah. Yeah, so the nutshell, yeah, right, right. People have to know what they want. Exactly. Oh, great. That was a great conversation. So where do we find you? I'm on avilastudios.com. Uh, hopefully it's still up. I'm, I'm re, uh, I have to uh, do some tweaks to the uh, WordPress template. There's been updates. I see. And any of you have ever used WordPress, when there are updates, you cross your fingers. <laughs> Amen. So far, I have ch- I checked yesterday. Everything was good. I'm going to do some different tweaks to the template, but it's going to be late night, and uh, and I'm going to make sure there was a backup. So, <laughs> Smart. and then, of course, on Instagram at Tony Avila sixty four on Instagram, and of course, I've created the web page for the uh, Aperture Priority. Uh, podcast on Facebook. Feel free to leave comments. And uh, how about you, Joe? Well, uh, you can find my work and my blog at brightangelimages.com. And people ask me, what, what, what is this bright angel? Well, that's actually my last name. Uh, that is the meaning of my last name. So I'll just leave it at that. And then uh, uh, Bright Angel Images at, on Facebook, Bright Angel underscore images on Instagram. And that's where you can find me. Oh, great, great. So another great show. And we survived the Lucky 13. And let's leave off to open up that aperture and let some of that creative light in. Aperture Priority is an Avila Studios production. For more information on what Avila Studios has to offer, please visit us on the World Wide Web at avilastudios.com.